Hello, Richard here. Welcome to the 95 podcast or the 95 travel podcast, either or. Um, welcome to another second episode. Um, I want to start hosting these on Wednesday instead of Friday. I thought, you know, a midweek, get you through the week um, if you're driving home, give you a little 10 minutes on what's happening around the travel world, but also just on my mind on what's happening, you know, just around, not even just updates, just any tips and tricks, as I mentioned. But today, I'm, I actually want to go through a, I mean, I don't know if it's a t- tips and tricks, but Google is releasing a new travel feature, which is pretty cool. Um, if for, our, for people out there using, who has used Google Flights, um, it's a very handy tool to kind of compare uh, flights better than, you know, some of the other websites like Expedia, etc. I think Google's been more accurate on that or just overall just feels like being a bit more neutral. Uh, but either way, before I get into this week's episode, I've been watching Mr. Robot. It's just something, uh, it's not even travel related, but what an awesome, awesome uh TV show and honestly it's so underrated and um working in cybersecurity myself I never really thought about watching it and recently I've been watching it and it's just really good its pacing is really well I'm in season two right now so yeah for those watching it out there or have watched it be top notch but let's get straight into this week's articles and so as you can see here I've got two articles that I want to talk about chat GPT and versus travel agents as well as Google search so Google announced yesterday, so this is today, so this is yesterday, that they're launching three new search features to make it easier for users to research hotels, book their next plane ticket, as well as activities. So very, very common three things. I think, um, obviously, Airbnb has tried to do the hotels with uh, their own um, Airbnbs, but also trying to get into that um, activity kind of um, feature. So Google's announced that they're going to do three search features um, and what's interesting is they're piloting what they call a price guarantee badge, which is basically them saying this is going to be the lowest price. Um, and it's really interesting. So you can see here, there's a picture away from Google price guarantee. Google watches the price after you book, you'll get the differences back. So this is huge. I think, um, monitoring prices and stuff like that. Um, you know, websites like Expedia, et cetera, booking.com, they help you. I mean, they obviously use a lot more form a booking hotel perspective, but they do have booking flights as one of their features. But this just changes everything. I think um, I use personally use Google Flights to just do a quick compare on flights. But if they're working with every airline to get you the best price and you can book it directly into Google, that's huge. So let's just see here. We'll monitor the price every day until departure. If it goes down, we'll send you back a difference via Google Play. The company wrote a blog post. Now you can book with confidence that you're not missing out on a great deal. So this is going to be only available in the US. Search Giant is also introducing a new way for users to browse and discover hotels on mobile. Now if you search for something like Soho London Hotels, tap to view more, you'll find a new option to explore each property in a swipeable sorry, format. So something like Booking.com already have. Um, you can you know swipe photos, etc. as you can see here. Um, obviously, they, use Google, they have Google reviews there already, so that's perfect. So if you're using the ecosystem of what they already have. In addition, this company is making it easy to find things to do on vacation look for an attraction, blah, blah, blah. So that's really cool as well. I think um, that's honestly something that's not really been done very well. So I think Google taking on that is pretty, you know, it's honestly pretty smart on them. Um, I'm curious to see how, so I did mention just then that it's cool that, you know, users can research plane tickets and stuff. So I'm wondering, like, how does Google make money? Because obviously with other websites, um, they... So for example, booking.com, they take a cut. So if a user books through booking.com into a hotel, 
let's say Hilton, Hilton obviously pays back Booking.com a specific cut because obviously Booking.com sourced them that customer. So I don't know if Google's going to do something similar um, because honestly, there's all things that Google does, which I question. For example, Google Maps, they're not really making much money off of it. They're just farming data, to be honest. And they made it pretty clear they're doing that. But honestly, I'm okay with that personally. Like you're farming data on Google Maps and I get a, such a, I, I get a free feature when normally I'd pay, you know, a couple hundred dollars for. I'm okay with that. But it's interesting. I mean, they're probably going to farm the, farm the data here as well, obviously. But I mean, will that cause a problem for companies like um, Expedia and Booking.com? Not sure. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with this. It's obviously going to be, I think that doing phase one, which is keep the customer satisfied, get people onto the search platform. So some, com- something, remember, like how Google kind of destroyed Bing and all the other Ask Jeeves and all that stuff. They really made the UI and UX very clean, very mod, very um, simplistic. And so everyone kept coming back to Google. And eventually they're like, all right, let's, you know, um, introduce more ads, introduce more ad revenue, stuff like that. And that's a usual strategy, in my opinion. Like Google likes to satisfy the customers first, get the users on board first, get the users using it constantly. And so you don't want to use anything else beyond that. So, you know, adding a few ads and stuff, like you know, it's not going to disrupt that user experience. So Google's probably going to do something similar here. I reckon they're going to eventually partner with airlines. Um, and yeah, we'll see how it goes. Definitely an interesting thing. I'm definitely going to be using it myself. I think you should be. So it's a huge, I guess it's like a news as always, a travel hack. You're not going to be using it. It's only been piloted in the US so far. So check, check, you know, check for it. Um, price guarantees are only available for book on Google. So basically, okay. So basically you have to book by Google. Okay. So that's, we're gonna make some money basically all right cool so that's number one and number two is this interesting article i've been reading about um can you use chat gpt as a trumpet agent so i actually created a um a kit recently if you i'll post it in the description if you're on youtube um otherwise i'll post it actually i posted it in the podcast description as well but what a cool thing you can do what a cool thing you can do with chat gpt is it can create your travel itineraries so Obviously, it can't be a travel agent. Like, let's be realistic. I don't know if you read this article, but like, it's not at, it's not even connected. I don't know if this guy even realizes that it's all this um, lady. Let's, I think it was a guy, what I've seen. Ethan, I mean, that's probably a guy. Um, he did say that, I mean, I don't know if he realizes that ChatGPT is not meant to be connected to the internet yet. And that's only temporary. I think they're eventually going to do that. But how are you going to book a flight without knowing? Like what's like, like what is happening in the current times, right? And obviously, like this is in my, my opinion. I'm just gonna shoot down articles which I think are stupid. Um, can you use ChatGPT as a travel agent? No, this should be worded as can you use ChatGPT as a travel guide, rather or something like that. And in my and the answer to that is yes, I think you can. Um, I've created itineraries off it. They're pretty like up to date. Maybe like one or two years difference. The only thing you probably can't do is do the visa requirements because obviously with COVID, all changes have been done to a lot of countries with visa requirements. But they're kind of kind of swimming back to normal. But in my opinion, just why would you even call it a travel agent? Like, it's obviously not, can't use as a travel agent. You can't go, hey, ChatGPT, book me a flight. Obviously, can't. So, idiotic in that respect, in my opinion. But otherwise, everything else, I mean, yes, I do agree that ChatGPT can be used as a travel guide. And, and it can help you book itineraries. So, if you want to check out the kit below, check it out. I've created, like, for example, in Japan, multiple itineraries and multiple ideas, multiple things just including even languages and stuff. Like, I think that's a really cool thing about it. Like, you can literally bring it along. 
in your phone and just you know just scroll down and okay i can do this on this day blah, blah, blah. so honestly really cool tool um just obviously can't use this as a travel agent i don't know what the article is but i bought this article up mainly just to kind of showcase chat gpt and the travel guide and travel itinerary kind of uh, yeah either way that is almost 10 minutes is eight minutes um i'm gonna end it here hopefully this uh podcast has been interesting some updates definitely with google search that's a really cool feature really excited to try using it when it comes to australia um because i use google flights every day pretty much um or every every week so yeah we'll see you in the next podcast don't forget to share it out if you think if you have other people who like to travel um but yeah cheers <laughs>